0: Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And
2: I'm Margaret Michael.
1: And today we're joined uh, once again by Karen Good. And I say once again because she joined us last week to share the first part of her testimony. And After this broadcast today, we'd invite you to visit our website, frontporchtalks.org, and hear the first part of Karen's testimony. That was WBTX program, July 12th. And Karen, um, as we wrapped up uh, last week's program, you talked about how you were married to your husband, Johnny, who was in the Marine Corps. You guys had just moved back in the area um, between Grotto's and Shenandoah, where each of your families lived. And you had started attending church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And uh, I believe you have a story of when you first came here that you'd like to share. Yeah,
0: the, um, when I moved back here, I was looking for my old church. And I just kept telling the Lord, telling me to come to this church. And I kept coming up with reasons not to come. But finally, he won, and I walked through the door. And I cannot remember... Um, who was talking that day, but somebody was talking about a Bible study they were getting ready to do. And I remember, oh, I want to do that. So I came out in the foyer and I'm looking around and this lady came over to me and shook my hand and introduced herself as Pastor Margaret. And I was telling her, I said, I came today with no money, with nothing, because it was my first time. I didn't know you guys were going to do a Bible study. And I remember she just said, that is no problem. She took me over and I signed up and she trusted me that I would pay for this bible study and she had no clue who I was. And uh, that just really made a huge a huge mark on me. I was like this church might be something if this woman who doesn't even know me trusts me and welcomes me and um, so I came back and <laughs> I've been here ever since. That's funny. <laughs> I never left. So and the great thing is is every Sunday I see Margaret doing to others as she did to me. And that is one thing I have always tried to I can't always copy it, but I I love it because when you are first welcomed into this church, as big as we are, it's a huge impact on you. It brings people back. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you know,
2: Karen, it's funny because I'm the person that's just looking around for that one person, like you were that Sunday, you were that one. But you want to make sure you say hello to everyone. And so while I might be standing looking for one person, you're making sure that you greet everybody, right? We figured that out about each other. We did. Um, We have been blessed to be able to work together. And, you know, we both have that uh, outgoing personality. So we always, you know, I always enjoy my time with you because, you know, it's going to be fun if we're doing it right. (laughs) Um, So share with us a little bit about coming to the church and getting involved and, Obviously, you have a call on your life, mm-hmm. so yeah. maybe share a little bit about how all of that transpired.
0: Well, if I'm really honest, when I came here, I kind of fought it because I didn't know what God was doing, but this is absolutely the church I need to be in for what he's called me to do, no doubt. Again, didn't realize it at the time, can see it hindsight now. Um, when Kim Willis took Hannah, like we talked about last week, yeah. when I didn't realize the timing. Um. I didn't realize what he was doing. But if you fast forward a year or two, things didn't go so well for me here. Well, it didn't go, not here. It didn't go so well for me with the Lord. He and I were battling over some things. And um, I needed this church to walk with me. Mm-hmm. I absolutely needed this church. And they, y'all did it. We did it. I'm still here. And when I got through that period, um, I really felt like the Lord had finally got me to a point where I could I could pay attention. And that's when he called me into ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the problems I had was is he wanted me to um, work with, with different people, specifically other, other types of religions, and I just wasn't comfortable with that. But again, coming to this church who we don't have boundaries, we don't have closed doors, um, this was the church I needed to be in to see what he had planned for me. Um, so I am so grateful that this is my home. But, again, I had just come to HFCN, hadn't been here but a year or two, hit some dark waters, um, then came through it and started the ministry classes, loved my ministry classes, loved the, the students I've been with, um, learned a lot. Um, so that's that's where I am at this point in the journey. So...
1: Would you like to share about the journey of how many years ago was it you started taking the ministry classes? And
0: about 2012 was when I started taking ministry classes.
2: Yeah, you know, Karen, we talked last week about being transparent, vulnerable, and don't be scared. <laughs> um, but I remember one day um, sitting in church parking lot with you in the car, mm-hmm. and we're just being honest that church life isn't always easy. Um, first of all, the enemy does not want us to be vulnerable and transparent. Sometimes he makes other people look like the enemy. Um, and you could say that about me at times, right? As, as God has grown both of us. Um, but I was really, I remember being really passionate of wanting you to make you know, good choices and to live that surrendered life. And so I was leaning in. And I just remember one day in the parking lot, um, right here in front of the church, And I just kind of said a pretty bold statement to you that Mm -hmm. there were some things you needed to drop because you were getting ready to go to Israel, right? Yep. And I said, you don't need to take that across the pond. I'll never forget telling you that. Those are the exact words. And I know that you weren't happy with me that day, right? (laughs) Um, That wasn't probably what you wanted to hear, but in my heart of hearts, someone that God's placed in your life, and I wanted you to live that surrendered life. And tell us a little bit about what happened from that day and that trip in Israel.
0: Well, that day was funny because women's ministry was doing something, and I was (laughs) avoiding—please don't take this the wrong way, but Margaret had been part of this four-year journey, and there were times I was really angry with her— not realizing that it wasn't her I was angry with. Yeah. It was actually the Lord speaking through Margaret, but I couldn't necessarily get mad at him, so I just got mad at her. <laughs> I, I know, the logic in that is not exactly there. But I remember she called me, and she's like, you need to come, and I'm thinking, yeah. And then I'm in my brain, I'm going, there's no way on earth I'm coming. <laughs> so I tried, seriously, every, every time something that morning um, I tried to get out of, the answer was, no, you're going to go. So we ended up going to lunch somewhere, and Margaret, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sneak out of here and get in somebody else's car. And Margaret walks over to me and says, why don't you just ride with me? And I'm like, oh. So I get in (laughs) Margaret's car, We go to the restaurant, I'm in the restaurant, I, this is a key word here, I have worked out plans to go with someone else home, again, so I can avoid Margaret. And those plans fell apart, and I ended back up in Margaret's car on the way back to church. And I was extremely uncomfortable because I knew that Margaret was going to have to be the one to hold the conversation that God was expecting. And I don't know how else to say that. But I was getting ready to go to Israel. God had plans, and I was not being obedient. And it was time to stop. And she did. She pulled into the parking lot. She put it in park, and we had a conversation. And for the first time, I think I was actually honest with her about everything that was going on. And it was just, Mm -hmm. I just had hardened my heart over what God had called me to do. I just refused to accept um, what he wanted me to do. And I was avoiding it, and I was just lying about it and passing it by. And um, sitting in your car, you made some pretty hard statements. Mm -hmm. I remember. You really did. You were not beating around the bush. I mean, you were blunt. And how you know that's God is because when she was hard with those words, My heart crept, Mm. which meant it was me. Mm. And I needed to hear those words because I absolutely was not angry with Margaret. I probably, I have always loved her, but I have, that kind of, that just put me on a different level with her because she had the courage to say words that needed to be said to someone who needed to hear them. And um, I remember when she would say things, I just couldn't, I couldn't get mad that day. I just had to honestly... Tell her the truth. And um, I remember there was no judgment. There was no condemnation. It was more like Sunday morning, why don't you just go to the altar and have this conversation? Because you're going to Israel. And I did. I went to the altar that Sunday morning. And I think we left for Israel on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this was a back-to-back moment that God was, was working miracles within days. And then I went to Israel in 2011. And that was a life-changing trip. And that could be a whole nother day. Um, where God showed up in that trip has blown me away even to this day. But I can honestly say if Margaret had not called me out, if she had not pulled me aside, if God had not put on her heart to do what, what needed to be done, I may not have even ended up on that trip. And if I had, it certainly wouldn't have been the same.
1: Well, you uh, mentioned about going to the Holy Land and uh, how maybe that trip almost didn't happen for you. It reminds me of last week when we were talking about you in Sunday school class with your Sunday school teacher, talking about reading the Bible stories and feeling like you were there. Well, I know from going to the Holy Land also once that the stories really do come alive when you're there. And it's kind of a good, overwhelming, hard to process all the stories at the different locations and just trying to envision it and so uh, you said that would be a whole nother day but just maybe mm-hmm. a couple moments that stick out from that trip to you
0: probably the most profound one was sitting in um pastor nazar's church which is an arabic church it's christian arabs right. so if you know my background you know that was a huge step for me to take and I just remember God showing up and just melting my heart. I mean, seeing a people that I did not fully understand and actually getting to meet them and see them was a whole world. It was a whole new world for me. I needed that. The second one was, I don't even know if Steve Thickpin knows this or not, but we were, there's this parking lot in Israel and you're looking over into the Dome of the Rock. And I asked this question to the Lord. I'm like, why do the Muslims have the Holy Temple? That was the question. Why have you allowed the Muslims to have the holy temple? And I remember Steve Thickpen within seconds coming over to me, leaning in my ear and saying to me, did you ever wonder why the Lord allowed the Muslims to have the holy temple? He repeated the exact words I had just prayed to myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, and again, this has been a whole learning journey. So I just, my ears were open. I'm like, Lord's going to speak. And uh, he told me a story that put it all in perspective for me. And this, this is what God did the whole the whole trip. My favorite place, I think he showed up the strongest, was at the Galilee mm-hmm. with Pastor Carrie. Mm-hmm. I think that was the moment that I truly started to come yeah. home. That was the moment that I really did break down the final walls. Like Margaret had cracked them, but they started breaking right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole, I mean, literally from the moment I stepped on the soil until the moment I stepped on... U.S. soil. God just did amazing, amazing things. It was, you know, the story when we got to the um, Church of the Holy Sepulchre and Edie Adams and Debbie Huntley, you know, just what God did with them to keep me in that building. It's just the the whole trip was amazing, was totally amazing. But I came home a different person. I will, that is my testimony. I went over as one person and I came home as another flat out. Even my children noticed it. They're like, you know, Mom. I remember little Colton. He was little. He's like, Mom, you went to Israel, and you came back different. I'm like, I did. And he goes, yeah. He goes, all of us are happy. (laughs) (laughs) From the mouth (laughs) of babes. From the mouth of babes. So I really had to realize what kind of a person I had been in the years before, that my children were happy. I went to Israel and came back a different person. But I I, I came back a different person. And I, I live on that old is dead. Never to be resurrected.
2: I think that God gives us, if we will allow Him, and if we'll lean in, He gives us signposts. He gives us, as the you know, in the Old Testament, the Israelites would take that pile of stones to remember, and He gives us those that where we can look back and see this really did happen. This was not a figment of my imagination. But this really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that faithful. And, you know, as I am just listening to, you know, this week, last week, in your story, it's the people that engage us, right. that call us higher, that don't pat us on the back and say, I didn't like to say some of the things that I said. That wasn't, didn't feel good to me. But if we, love one another we won't just come along and say oh yeah that's fine you do what you You know that's not helpful but Mm -hmm. I see where God put people in your path here and in Israel to bring encouragement and to bring uh, just to take the next step in the journey
0: Mm
2: -hmm. without judgment Yeah. so that again church yeah Church, as you're listening, um, we have a role to play. Every believer has a role to play in someone's life of helping them take the next step and being a place that's not of judgment, but where we can truly say who we are and be loved. Just like Jesus sat beside so many people. Woman at the well, you know, that's the one that stands out so beautifully. Where he just sat down without judgment and had a conversation. Uh, we're in a world right now that desperately, desperately needs believers that will sit down and have a conversation, yeah. that will be neighborly, that can listen more than they share. Like, I'm just, more and more I feel drawn to listen and learn, and um, when asked, yes, we, you know, there has to be truth and grace, but we have to build relationships where we can have conversation that goes deeper than the weather and deeper than our political views or Amen. whatever Amen. the thing may be. That you know, um, our soapbox should be Jesus, Amen. right? As believers, um, we should be lifting him up. And yeah, so I'll get off my soapbox yeah. now um, and back onto your story. So you
0: came back. You had called to call the ministry. Yep, and
2: yeah. started classes.
0: That's been a learning journey. That has been a learning journey. Oh, I got stories there. <laughs> we figured. I mean, if God, you know, if God, he's going to work with you. Um, when He's got, Especially when he's got a call on your life, we have to do things his way. And I have learned, you know, the word surrender, the word um, servant, the word, that's not a very popular word these days. And honestly, I can say that me being a servant to Jesus is one of the easiest roles. I get up every morning going, thank you, Jesus. And I know he's got me. It's not like I have to worry. I just, I'm grateful that Pastor Roger one time said, are you sitting on the throne or are you sitting on your knees at the throne? And I remember thinking, oh, pff, I'm off that throne. Yeah. And I don't know, three, four, five months later, I remember going, I was nowhere near off that throne. Mm. I came back from Israel and I got off the throne. And I have lived, and it hasn't. I mean, it's been hard. And I'm not saying my life is easy, but it has been peaceful. It has been peaceful, even in the times of turmoil. And that's what God has done. That's what he will do. And so I am okay with being a servant of the Lord because I just let him lead, period. I let him lead. And I want to go back on a little bit what Margaret said. The years leading up to the four not-so-fun years of my life, even then those four years, Margaret had to say hard things. But I'll say this. With her being faithful to me and her saying things I didn't need to hear and then the conversation in the car, if all of that hadn't taken place and she hadn't been bold enough, Israel would not have happened or it certainly wouldn't have happened the same. So I would say we do have to have hard conversations in love because that's exactly what she did. And that put me on the trajectory of ministry classes.
2: And, you know, I couldn't go back and say that honestly, the Lord did that because I didn't realize, I didn't know what you needed to hear. So I give him glory for that because that's him just working through
0: us. You know yeah and I, and I'm gonna agree with her because a lot of times Margaret and I would just talk, but there were times it got me and I learned that when it got me it was not Margaret. Mm-hmm. it was it was more of what I needed to hear now it probably made me mad. I'm not gonna lie. I probably got mad, but I never stopped coming to church. I never stopped holding conversations with her. I never let that affect me. Because I just really wanted more Jesus. And I wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to stop. So I kept coming back to this church. I kept coming back to Margaret. And I made it through the journey. And I remember telling the Lord one time, if you'll get me through this dark time, I I just want to forget it. Like, I don't ever want to remember this dark time of my life. And I will tell you now that I am grateful that I can look back. Because I can see God through the dark time so vividly. Now. I certainly couldn't then, but now I see him in so many ways. And a lot of it was just running into church friends in Walmart, having no reason for them to be there, and we run into each other. I mean, he's in the details, I guess is what I'm saying. So even when you have those hard conversations, don't don't run away from the person saying them because it really might be God moving you to a different level. He's got more for you.
1: And that's encouragement. Uh, To anybody listening who might be going through a dark time, you know, just keep pressing forward. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes on Jesus, as you said in last week when you were talking about your Sunday school teacher saying, keep your eyes on Jesus, Mm -hmm. telling the story of Peter stepping out of the boat. And that's good advice all times, but especially in hard Mm -hmm. times. And uh, I think it's also encouragement to those who might encounter somebody who's going through a hard time and the Lord is speaking to you, to share something with them. You might not know why, or you might not think that's from you, but it would be the Lord, like the Lord used Pastor Margaret to speak to you during that time. He can use others to speak to people in their lives, um, to encourage them or to give them wisdom. That's right.
0: That's right, person.
1: What's God doing right now in your life that you'd like to share? How Um, is he using you right now? Well,
0: it's, Been an interesting few months because I think everything has changed. I did, I was working here and leaving here was probably, it was the hardest decision. I really fought that one. But God did come into the ministry field and I see a ministry where I am now with our teenagers. Um, I work at a local high school and just this past week I had two girls call me and say, you know, we just need to talk. We just, we're confused. We just, we don't understand what's going on and we just need somebody to talk to. So I met them. And as Margaret said earlier, sometimes you just need to listen. You don't need to speak. I just let those two girls talk for probably 45 minutes to an hour. They just talked. And that's what I'm doing right now is God's just letting me have a lot to do with teenagers, which are my heart. And that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I haven't been around them as much because school's been closed, which has been very difficult. Um, But that's pretty much what he's doing now. And I'm also helping with the new, with our new campus um, that we're starting down in Elkton with Pastor um, Terry and um, Jared. So that's exciting. Let's see where that's going to go. That again was really hard for me to say yes to because I, I, just, I have to be here. I, you know. Um, yeah, but, she
2: said to me. Well, I, it's it's the hardest thing to say that I'm leaving HFCN. I said, "You're not leaving HFCN. You're growing HFCN by and, your obedience."
0: And I needed those words because she's exactly right. I'm not leaving HFCN, but in my brain, I needed somebody to clarify that, and I needed to hear those words. And as soon as I heard those words, I have been totally comfortable. So we, we don't know we don't know why God uses now. God will use Margaret with me, and maybe there's somebody that God does that with too. That when you need to hear something, it's just that person who speaks those words. It's usually Margaret that will straighten me out.
2: Um, you straighten me out sometimes.
0: Too. I'm so grateful though, because you know, I just sometimes you just need to hear it, and I needed to hear that. So I'm working with that new church, and hopefully, what that will be, and I'm excited about that kind of going home again. Yeah, to I'm Elton. just amazed
2: at how God takes. Like, we've laughed before uh, because I know everybody on the west side of the county, kind of. Um, That's where my roots are, and your roots are on the east side of the county. And, uh, you know, you were here and on staff, and, you know, that was a hard decision. That was one of those, it was a little dark, and just trying to figure all that out. Like, Mm -hmm. but we could tell God was doing something, Mm -hmm. and when you know that he's doing something, but you can't see it. It is difficult, it's a leap of faith, to and when there's relationships involved, and so you resigned here from hospitality, and you went in back into Spotswood, mm-hmm. where you have a heart for students, and mm-hmm. you've been there, growing, you know, mm-hmm. just learning, working, but back into a community where you grew up, you know the people, you know a lot about that area, and then we decide. You know, the church decides to open another venue of the church, and it's going to be in eastern Rottenham County. Well, there was no doubt in my mind where Karen Good was going to end up because (laughs) it's your stomping grounds from Grottoes, you know, to Elkton. Like, that just, it's a no-brainer. And the fact that you're working with students right now and you have a heart for students, and I just see this mesh of how this all comes together that not only are you having conversations with adults, but with students, and with people that don't know the Lord, Mm -hmm. and that God would give you good training ground, you know, for what that looks like to be a part of church staff, and find yourself, you know, now on the core team for East Rock. Um, It just all makes sense, and you know, we go back to that day in the car, and Some of those hard conversations, and they are signposts, stones of remembrance, if you look back that way, to say, there was a decision to be made, and I made it. And that helped me to point to where I'm going now. And it makes sense. It's, I love, and I've shared this scripture many times on WBTX of how I think of the conversation that Moses was having. With the Lord. And, you know, he was really wanting to make sure that God was going to be with him. And God goes, I'll be with you. Everything's going to be fine, the scripture says. And then Moses says, well, but I don't want to go unless you will go with me. He's already told me he's going to be with me, right? (laughs) Aren't we so human? Yes. And he continues. And he's like, well, but can I just see you face to face? Like he just keeps asking more and more of God. And, which I love, we can do that. Yeah. And God finally says, look, you can't see me face to face, but I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. And after I pass by, you can see me from behind. And that is our 2020 hindsight. Like we can look back and see God there and we can see the affirmation of him in our life, of other people in our life. And maybe what upset us at one time, we begin to see from God's perspective a little differently. But I look at that and I just, the hindsight Of how God has been in your life, step by step, milestone by milestone. He has been guiding you. And, you know, you and I have a lot of the same personality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a little hard for us to accept things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we kind of, maybe it takes us a little longer (laughs) to get it. I don't know. (laughs) But, anyway, it has been such a joy to watch you grow. And not, yeah, we all get upset at times. But to come back to that relationship and know that, you know what there wasn't any ill will in that right. uh, but there was a desire uh, to see God work out his plan for your life yeah it's holy ground mm-hmm. it's an honor it's something that we're called to as believers and I would encourage folks listening um, when you're with someone and you feel like there's something you need to say and you feel like you need to say it then maybe if you can do that in love that we're helping guide one another. Mm-hmm. This isn't a game or this is life. Yeah. And um, we are ministers of reconciliation. And I love what Jason Tuggle said at Project Galley. He brought that up in our conversation maybe last week. But, you know, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And he made the comment on kindness, that kindness isn't always being nice. The fruit of the Spirit kindness is not always about being nice. It is about the kind of kindness that leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. And we have to care enough to say some yeah. things sometimes that might not be easy to say, but it has to be for the good of the person that we're walking with. Yeah. It's the kind of kindness that leads to repentance. I will never forget that. That impacted me so deeply. Um, sometimes we just don't want to say anything. Right. I think maybe the greatest disservice um, that we can do for someone is to not share what we really feel like we should speak. Because God gives mm-hmm. us, like we've been told we have the mind of Christ mm-hmm. as believers. And if we believe that the Holy Spirit lives in us, then he's going to give us clarity and wisdom and conversation. So, by, you know, let's be kind and not be mean to people, but let's make sure that our kindness is the type that leads to repentance, that leads people towards... Um,
0: what God has for them.
1: Speak the truth in love. Yeah,
0: that's good. Well, and if Margaret hadn't, I wouldn't be here. I truly don't know if I'd I'd have even been in church anymore. I mean, that's how powerful those words were. Yeah. And I've learned from that. And I've spoken that to, you know, again, you speak a little differently to teenagers, but sometimes they can
1: take a punch
0: Mm. and um, been good for them. Yeah. And them rethink things. Yeah.
1: Well, Karen, thank you for joining us these last two weeks. Just in closing, anything uh, real quickly that you'd like to share, either that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already?
0: Wow, Grayson, I think um, I think we've covered a lot. I'm just grateful for this opportunity. And again, if, if you've got any questions about what we've spoken today, feel free to come and talk to me. I'll tell you my testimony. It's a God-filled one, Yeah, but aren't they all?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, Karen. It's been great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Karen Good's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.